0: Hi everybody, this is Michael from Two Dudes in a Nest podcast, and you are listening to Two Dudes and a SNES. No, that's not right. You're listening to the SNES podcast.
1: Hello, this is Greg, and welcome to the episode 8 of the Super NES Podcast. Um, I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Chad. Hello. Uh, How's it going this week?
0: Oh, man, I'm good. You know, it's been hammered at work, (laughs) (laughs) John.
1: Yeah, I know the feeling all too well, so.
0: (laughs) I've also Uh, got some sweet scores, so that kind of helps round round it out.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, Chad's going to have an announcement which uh, will affect the podcast and some other future work of his like uh, the end of this podcast, but so if would like to so stay tuned for that. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about um, our first fan request. Uh, I had an email from a fan of the podcast about a month ago. Um, I. Um, I'm not going to give his name because I'm not sure if I have permission permission to do so. I'm not sure if he wants to be identified publicly, but um, I do appreciate this person this person uh, this person give me some feedback, like through email and, and making a request for a game. Um, apparently, this is one of his favorite games. I remember seeing this game vaguely in the arcades, but never had played it. And one of the best things about this podcast, I think, is like checking out these obscure games that. ...that neither Chad or myself had really played... Uh, back, in the, back, ...back in the day when it first came out. Uh, we're going to be talking about in this podcast... Uh, ...Super Buster Brothers. Which, which was published for the Super NES by Capcom... Uh, ...back in 1992. Um, this was originally like an arcade game. It's another one of those uh, arcade ports of Super NES... That there, there, uh, ...that there were so many of. And it's another game that has Super in the title. Uh, that was pretty. That was a pretty common gimmick with the Super NES... Uh, dozens of games, I think, that had Super in the title um, uh, to kind of play out the Super NES thing. Um, Chad, did you ever play this game uh, back in the day, like either like an arcade or on the system?
0: Oh, yeah, man. Um, not, not really, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a really obscure game. I have never even heard of it.
1: Yeah, that was a nice fake out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh well, this is not as, well. This is not as obscure as the game we're gonna be talking about next week. Um. So, but. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um. Super Buster Brothers is part of the Pang series. Our, our, uh, the listeners who are outside North America uh, will know this game is Super Pang. Probably it is the second game of the Pang series, and originally came out for the arcade um, back in November of 1990, with the Super Port coming out in August in August of 1992. Uh, they were also, it was also ported back in the day to the TurboGrafx-16, uh, and it's available today in collection form on the PlayStation and the PSP. Uh, the Super NES port was handled by Mitchell, uh, and the game was published by Capcom. Um, it's kind of Capcom's answer to, like answer to, answer to the um, uh, Bust and Move series, I think. Uh, there are a lot of similarities uh, between this game and that one, I thought, that came to mind, that came to mind when I was playing it. Um, it's an arcade game. It has some uh, mostly action. It does have a couple puzzle elements, I think, uh, because there are some there are some decisions you got to make when you're trying to play the game and trying to decide how best to handle things and whatnot. Um, and they, uh, 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 like, and really, uh, this is one of those AI, uh, simple to learn, difficult to master games, I think. Um, uh, kind of tying with like SimCity from last week, also. So. We, um, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty addictive, I think, once you get into it. Um, so, you, um, so no harm in spilling the beans, like, like, right now, I guess. Uh, like, Chad, did you enjoy this game also? Did you, did
0: you? Oh, yeah, um, you know, I found it addictive, really addictive, actually. I, I had a, I had a blast with it. Mm. Um, I don't know, the game itself was just fantastic. Hmm. But then there was some of the music and stuff like that that I found a little bit annoying. But other than that, <laughs> heck yeah! Well, I cap had a blast.
1: Yeah, well, Capcom Bro knows how to make arcade games. This is actually the second uh, Capcom arcade port, uh, game port of the Super NES we've covered in this podcast uh, with Knights of the Round uh, a couple months ago, like being the first one. So uh, for those of you who have not played this game or heard of it, uh, the objective of the game is pretty simple. Uh, you have a guy with a spear gun. He kind of looks like an explorer to me, uh, with his outfit and with the helmet he has on and everything else like that. Um, and your objective is simply to pop bubbles that like, coming down on you from the top of the screen. Uh, kind of like a la Tetris, except this time it's like you're like, trying to det- destroy the bubbles. Uh, so you have your gun, and when you pop a bubble, it splits, it splits, it splits into two smaller bubbles. And then as the game goes on to, div- to, higher, to higher, higher difficulty levels, sometimes you have to split those bubbles into smaller bubbles and so on and so on. Uh, so you're trying, to, you're, trying to dis- you're trying to destroy the bubbles on the screen uh, to advance on to the next one. And th- the bubbles can hit bottom, they can bounce, but if they touch you, you die. So trying to move the guy around to be able to rapidly re- r- r- destroy the bubbles is a key is a key element of the game. That's why I said there's some kinds of puzzle elements to it also because you're kind of like, okay, how is it going to bounce? Do I want to go after these small bubbles first, or do I want to go after that big one? Uh, so on, so on. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, this game could get pretty frantic not that far into the game. I thought. Yeah,
0: um, you know, it really it really kind of reminds me of um dang it hold on just a minute oh. i think it kind of reminds me a lot of donkey kong country 3 hmm. not country but donkey kong 3 not the country <laughs> because i mean you can't sit sideways i mean i mean you oh. can't shoot sideways you can't do any of that it's just um it's just a guy who's running up back and forth and it's actually it actually um you have to shoot up and you have to avoid the um the insects and that kind of thing that's coming after you i don't know it it really reminds me a lot of that
1: mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But that's a pretty good analogy. Um, I was also reminded. Uh, I also, I also like reminded of asteroids. Uh, someone playing this game also. Like you know how you have the big rocks that you're breaking into small rocks and so on, and so on. So it uh, comes with, uh, this game comes with the same kind of strategy decision. We're trying to decide uh, which you know which ones you want to like destroy first. That kind of stuff.
0: You know, it really does seem like they're trying to um, emulate Taito a lot mm. and. A lot of their gang styles. It even seems like at one point they're making fun of Tito, <laughs> because there is at least one point there that the little dinosaur, the little dinosaur shows up, <laughs> and it looks just like the Tito dinosaur.
1: Oh yeah, well, like I said earlier, this game really reminds me a lot like a to Move. I mean, this is the like Capcom's answer to that series, basically. Um, yeah. But um, so uh, this game features two different modes to it. Um, Like it has panic mode, like it has, um, uh, like it also has like, it also has like, you know, arcade mode. Arcade mode is, as the title may remind you of, basically the arcade game. Panic mode is added new onto this version of the game on the Super NES. So let's talk about the panic mode first um panic mode is basically this game's version of that uh uh frantic survival gameplay that a lot of other games have where you're just simply, you're simply trying to last as long as possible um you just have your weapon you have your you have your rain of bubbles and you're just trying to um, you're just trying to live and survive like for as long as you can and you score as many points as possible uh, this this is the uh, uh, this is very challenging. I didn't spend too much time time in this mode. I was playing most of my time with it this week, like an arcade mode. Um, but panic mode really is great for like you know a frantic a frantic fast paced. Uh, Uh, Gameplay variant of this, and I also found it to be pretty good to warm you up a little bit before you got actually before you before you got like an arcade mode, because if you can do well on this and mode survive for a few minutes, you'll probably do pretty good when you you start playing like arcade mode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really play a lot of the arcade. Well, I, I did just when I had like a couple of minutes. Or something like that to play, which is really what this game is. is kind of like um, when you have like some spare time and you don't know what to play, just hop on and play this for a little while, which is very cool. Um, I'm not, I'm not criticizing it for that because, in all honesty, with a man that has a ten hour a day job and three kids, <laughs> basically all I have to play for the most uh-huh. part. Um, I don't play a whole lot of RPGs, let me put it that way. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um I don't know. I I really enjoyed it on that end. But mm. um I really liked the uh I really liked um the arcade, to mm. be honest with you.
1: Well, one thing I really liked about Panic Mode, and I, and I didn't realize this until I got, until I checked online and started doing doing research for the game, because obviously I'm not that good. Uh, there is an ending to Panic Mode, also. Um, if you can manage to reach level 99 and beat that level, uh, you will see an ending of the and ending Panic Mode that's actually different than the Arcade Mode ending. So it's kind of like once you master Arcade Mode, then you can start playing arca- um, Panic Mode and see if you can reach the, and see if you can reach that ending. But level 99, man, I don't know. You got to be a superhuman player to be able to reach that level.
0: Oh my gosh, dude, you're hacking. <laughs> you're you either hacking. Stat mode, you're hacking.
1: You're either hacking or stage staying, That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought it was like pretty awesome when I found out actually that there was like a different ending, um, like to but like panic mode. That's a nice touch. Um, you don't see that with a lot of games. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I like it quite
1: a bit. So, uh, arcade mode, like the name implies, is the main part of the game, and this is the straight port of the game from the, from the like the original arcade version. Uh, there are 40 stages all together, like an arcade mode, and each location has three stages in the same setting. One of the nice things about the game, it like, is that the background changes as you go through the game. You're basically traveling around the world. Uh, starting off in Japan, then you're going off to different parts of Asia, Europe, like the Americas, and uh, every uh, and like I said, every three stages the background changes, and it's pretty nice background. The graphics in this game, like a very very, very faithful to, like the arcade version, like are very like the very bright, colorful, large, uh, kind of a cute feel to them. Uh, the background the background settings are, are like a very detailed. There, there's definitely dead there's definitely no doubt as to what stage that you're in what location you're in because the background it's very recognizable uh, you know for like you know right away for example if like, you are playing in Venice uh, versus the Mayan ruins like versus the Caribbean and so on and so on so it's a very good detailed graphics like for the game
0: and the music of course changes with um, that um, is appropriate to each level whatever background is going on but I really enjoyed the graphics, just the just the character himself. He had a lot of great movement to him, hmm. and I like the way he moved.
1: Yeah, the controls for this game like were spot on. I, I mean, like I said earlier, you are limited to left and right and shoot. Um, but for what it is, those controls like are very responsive. He can drop on a dime. Uh, his speed's pretty good for moving around, um, and there are power-ups that you can also get, uh, like in the game as you go through the stages, which we'll talk about here in a moment. So. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, it's really great. Um, it's almost impressive in the movement and the graphics just in the movement. Just because of how early a game it is in the uh, SNES's life.
1: Right. Um, because um, this was
0: a straight port. It wasn't developed in 1992. This was developed in 1990. Right. And this is a straight port of that from there.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Yep. Like I said earlier... Um, Uh, the arcade mode, straight port, like an arcade game, panic mode, as long as they added on to enhance the game pack. Um, but they, um... Yeah, um, and as you get through the game and it's like as you go through it, uh, the difficulty also it also gets greater. Not only with the bubbles coming down uh, more often and faster and having to break into smaller bubbles, but you also start bringing obstacles such as like walls and glass walls and invisible walls and ladders and ice uh, that really start to, 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 really start to uh, make your shots a lot more difficult to make and, uh, make and make things a lot more frustrating for you.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I uh like I said, I like some of the enemies and then it really cracked me up because then the dinosaur dropped down the enemy that um it as level jack jacked up and then the dinosaur dropped down and I was like, Oh man, they are making fun of Taito it was so obvious of who it was.
1: Yeah <laughs> um. I
0: was like man they're knocking they're straight knocking it. Hmm. So anyway, um you have a levels, and you have to like shoot certain blocks to get to those things, but you kind of have to know which blocks you can shoot. And then there are hidden points and that kind of thing everywhere. So, yep. and then the power-ups kind of um they they kind of uh, step up with the level, so that helps quite a bit.
1: Right. And one of the thing about the levels. Uh, the levels and stage layouts. Uh, the layouts, the layouts actually change depending upon the difficulty level that you're playing at, uh, because this game has four difficulty levels to it. Uh, like I really appreciate. Like I love the game that has like your choice of difficulty levels like this. So uh, you have easy, normal, hard, and expert. And because the and because of the difficulty. Um, changes so much on, on each of those levels, and because the stages change also depending upon what level that you're at, uh, it really adds a lot of—it really adds a lot of, like replay viable, uh, to this, I think. Because once you master easy, then you can play it normal, and the game's different enough to, to, to give it, like a fresh feel to it.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: So uh, between the four difficulty levels plus panic mode, there's definitely there's definitely enough gameplay and uh, gameplay value and replayability here to keep coming back to this game for a long, long time.
0: Oh yeah, um, and it's just how much further can you get next time is really what it was because, like I said, you can't shoot sideways; you can only shoot up. So there's a lot of strategy involved where you place yourself. And it's kind of, it's hard without being frustrating.
1: Oh, yes. That's <laughs> what I mean. Uh,
0: um, it it kind of keeps you coming back because you know you can do better the next time.
1: There are numerous times where I like, was literally shot and straight a bubble. That's probably about like two inches like, in front of my face.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this <laughs> game is extremely forgiving in that. Um it is the hit detection and and all that, of course and it has to be. It literally has to be because there's no other way this game is gonna work very well without it. <laughs> um the hit detection is perfect. Like the, the ball has to literally whack you. Um as long as you get off a decent shot, then you're fine.
1: Hmm. And one of the things that really helps also to enhance the gameplay value and, and make survival difficult at the higher levels is like the power-ups. Um, there's some really good power-ups that like, available like in this game. So let's talk about the power-ups like here briefly. Uh, the double shot is like is one of my favorites. It allows you to have two hooks um, uh, like on the screen at once, uh, as opposed to the, as opposed to the one hook that you usually fire. So this, like this gives you kind of like kind of like a kind of like more a you know, wider uh, shot that you can do to help to to help destroy bubbles uh, like quicker and easier.
0: Oh yeah, oh man, that double shot. It sounds like oh, it's just one other shot. No sir. No such <laughs> <that> thing. <laughs> the, the, just having two hooks on the um on the screen at once is invaluable to popping those. I don't know if they're are they balloons or are they balls.
1: Uh. According to the according to the manual, the flight's supposed to be bubbles.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, okay. but I'm <laughs> but bubbles, balloons. I mean, it really doesn't matter very much in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> All
0: right, cool. Yeah, um, but uh, that double shot is just man. I loved getting it. Um,
1: probably my like a private probably my second favorite power up in, like in the game like is the grappler. Um, uh, the grappler is a little bit hard to explain. Uh what the grappler does is that like if your shot goes up and hits the ceiling with a normal shot once it hits the ceiling like it just expires but with the grappler we have that power up once their twitter shot hits the ceiling it stays there uh what that means what that means is that if a bubble if, if a bubble comes onto the screen uh uh touching it or if a bubble bounces up to play near the to, to near the grappler Uh, then the grappler will destroy that bubble. Uh, So however long the grappler stays in place, um, five seconds, ten seconds, whatever, if any bubbles that come near it will pop. Uh, This is especially helpful to you in later stages of the game, like the bubbles coming fast and furious and bouncing all over the place.
0: Oh yeah, man, but you're going to have to... uh... It really takes strategy to be able to do that. Because if you shoot it in a really small area with all the balloons in that area, or at least most of them, then you're fine. If you shoot it in a larger contained area, you're not going to do much good unless a bunch of them just go that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a good point. So, um, uh, my favorite get, uh, power up like, in the game uh, like, is the gun. Uh, this is basically kind of like uh, f- kind of like this. So this game's version like of a spread of a spread gun like in the Contra series. Uh, it it usually like changes your gun to a laser gun that like, shoots a three bullet spread uh, straight up and, and oh, straight up and two and two shots. like two shots, uh, two shots out to the side. Wonderful weapon, very effective like being able to destroy bubbles uh, like in a short period of time.
0: Yeah, and it also comes in real handy. Whenever you're um, in these areas where you have different platforms kind of spaced out and you have you, you can't bust those platforms sometimes and it really helps to have that thing because you have at least a pretty good chance of at least two or three uh, – one or two of them going through that tiny little space and getting something.
1: Mm. So uh, I found
0: that really helpful in those areas.
1: Yes. Uh, the rest of these power-ups, the rest of these power-ups here in the game has are not weapons, but they do help you like in other ways. Uh, There's a time stop that you can get. that stop the, uh, that the temporarily freeze the freeze the bubbles on the screen for Oh handy. my gosh,
0: I look so forward to those. Yes. <laughs> Every time I saw those, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and
1: uh,
0: it, it it freezes air. It freezes balloons. And even more importantly, it freezes enemies that come on the screen at you because there aren't just balloons, but you have assorted enemies coming on the screen at the same time. They don't really get all that aggressive at times, but they do get pretty annoying because it kind of distracts your shots off the balloons. So whenever you can stop them in their tracks and get rid of them, oh, it's it's invaluable.
1: Yes, uh, uh, yes definitely, um, uh, it's like, so we're gonna talk about the enemies here like in a little bit, um, uh, but yeah, the fact that time stop works in them as well as the bubbles, like it's a godsend. Uh, almost as good as the hourglass that will slow down things on screen, on screen for you. Um, but do you want really to give me, do you want to you really give me, like more time to, more time for, like, to react and shoot? Yeah, you know, at,
0: at first I was like, I got the hourglass and I was like, what the heck did this do for me? And I was like, did that give me more time? You know, I was mm-hmm. like, because, you know, you ha- you also have a timer Yes. for the game. And yep. if you run out of time, then the thing is over. So I was like, what did I get? More seconds? And then I noticed it did kind of slow things down.
1: Yeah, I really only had a problem with the time, like in the later stages, of, to, to in the later stage the, in the, in the later stage of the game, uh, both because, like you said, the enemies can distract your shots, and also because of all the bubbles that are coming down. Um, uh, yeah, but usually, as long as you're efficient in going around the screen, shooting bubbles, um, and trying to get, like, trying to get the right, uh, the right power-ups and whatnot that you need, uh, the time limit's not usually that much of a factor.
0: No, and I mean you can kind of learn your route of where you need to go and how you need to get there and that kind of thing because there are ladders and platforms and that kind of thing that you can get onto and if you're in the right area then yeah, it it becomes a lot easier to deal with.
1: Right. Right. Um, there is also the snow boots which is, an ex- which is an exclusive item only available in the Super NES version. Um, very limited movement. Uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the only purpose of the snow boots is to help you on ice stages. Uh, normally in ice stages you slip and slide around like you usually do in ice stages like in most video games. Uh, the snow boots will allow you to be able to uh, stop that sliding and help you anchor in. So, like, so, like, so, so so turn, so, so, turn that stage basically into, like, normal stage for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I found this really helpful, but at the same time, I started wishing for my, um, for my gun power-ups back. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, it kind of sucks that you have to choose between the two.
1: Yes, it does. Um, there's also dynamite that you can get in the game that causes all bubbles to immediately go to their, s- their small size, very Which handy.
0: Which I found to be to be completely counterproductive.
1: Really? Because I kind of you know, liked it a lot because yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it kind of it does. You know, I mean, you can you can pop them all the smaller size, You just kind of get to work, but at the same time, it was kind of my strategy to try to bust some of them as much as you could so you don't have all these little bubbles coming at you at once yeah to try it because you got to manage all of that so a lot of my strategy depended on popping this great big bubble and handling that and then try to get this other great big bubble and handling all that and then all of a sudden all i had left was this other great big bubble so i don't <laughs> have to deal with everything coming at me at once because if you weren't careful you get yourself in a corner and then that crazy you-can-only-shoot-up thing really gets in, really, hurts. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose the time of dynamite uh, makes a huge difference, too. Like, you get it early, like, early stage when we, just like when most of the bubbles on screen are still larger sizes. Uh, it's very handy. But if, if, but if you don't get it until the point where, you, where, like where all you have left is, like you said, small bubbles, then it's kind of useless.
0: Oh yeah yeah you know
1: uh, there's also the protected bubble which is like a shield uh, because normally so normally in this game one hits enough to kill you uh, and take a life but the protective bubble like, will give you a shield literally a bubble that forms or forms around your guy uh, and, and like now take a hit for you uh, so I'm sure you can see how like I'm sure you can figure out like how helpful that would be
0: Oh yeah definitely. Definitely. Then, I mean, when you get that, you can kind of just go to work on everything, and just run around and shoot as many of them as you can without fear of being hit. Uh,
1: there's also the star. I never found this in the game. Uh, I only know about this uh, because the research I did online. Apparently, its appearance is very rare. Uh, if you get the star, uh, uh, all the bubbles on the screen will disappear. The level, the level, like, will automatically complete it. Uh, you also receive a lucky bonus uh, of, like, 100,000 points.
0: Oh, wow. That it, it seems like that would be kind of a triggered um, power-up. Or if it's just... Oh, we feel like giving this to you now? Here you go. But I never <laughs> saw it either.
1: Yeah, it has to only appear, like, in the higher levels.
0: Oh, right. It'll probably do it when I have, like, six little balloons left. <laughs>
1: um... <laughs> Uh, like, and finally, uh, not really a power-up per se, but there are, like, one-ups that you can find also, like, in the game. Um, um, I should mention here real quick that most power-ups are found by shooting, like, we're shooting bubbles, um, but you can also find, but you can also find power-ups by, by shooting boxes or by shooting invisible spots, like, spots on the screen. So, mm-hmm. um, those locations are fixed. Once you know that power-ups there in a certain stage, then you just know, like, run, Oh, run right over to it like shoot it. Uh, if, Capcom has this thing in their games, like they have like invisible objects just like in the middle of nowhere in their games. Uh, oh 19, yeah. Uh, 1943 was notorious for this. Like for example, This like you know like shooting in like you know the middle of the sky and a cow appears. So mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: they just love doing that like in their games. Yeah. Um. So uh. Let's, um, so, yeah, we mentioned the enemies earlier. Uh, Chad, why don't you talk about the enemies here for a little bit?
0: Um, I'm sorry, man, I was chewing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I haven't okay. eaten day, really.
1: That's okay, like, we did this later out. Oh, no, you're fine. Um,
0: there were the, uh, little fireball enemies. And, they weren't all that aggressive, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and you could take them out. And then they were okay, but they really liked getting between your shot and the balloons, to be honest with you. It, they, they really distract your shot. And it, it's almost like they just wanted to take the hit, to be honest with you. And then, of course, there is that stupid little dinosaur that looks just <laughs> like the title thing. Man, I don't know. He was okay. He was just, he cracked me up just because of that. Um, it, it, you can almost see what they, what they were trying to do with it, but yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know, man. My, my, my mind
1: is kind
0: of Why don't you pick up from there?
1: Well, I think that's most of the enemies I remember seeing. Um, that's there, the only
0: two enemies I remember seeing. Was that right there?
1: There may be there may be additional enemy later on, like later on in the game. But I only got as far as like level twenty when playing the game this week. So uh, yeah, there, there may be
0: more, uh, but that's all I got too, mm. to be honest with you. Um, it really. <laughs> <laughs> It, it really does ramp up difficulty, and you, you get yourself in corners and that kind of thing. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got to. man. <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, they're of well, yeah, the difficulty of the game definitely does. definitely does ramp up uh, uh, pretty rapidly as you go through the stages. Uh, the first, the first three stages in Japan are kind of your tutorial level to the game, and then after that, things get difficult. Um, like a pretty like steep slope. Um, there are some hints and tips that I found like online uh, that are very, um, uh, you know, that were helpful to the uh, help helpful to me. we trying to for, 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 like trying to do better in the game when I was when, you know, when I first tried to play it. So like I'm gonna pass these on like listeners out there also. Uh, Chad and I have already mentioned a couple of these like real quick, but. Um, uh, like I said earlier, uh, the guns definitely the most with the, the, the guns the gun definitely the most powerful weapon up or weapon power up you can get. That's the, uh this is the this is, this is, this is the three-way spread laser uh, laser weapon. So uh, try not to lose this when you have it uh, because' because using this makes it extremely extremely easy to be able to help to clear the screen for you. Um, like Chad said, uh, try not to explode like a large balls at once. Uh, focus upon like to focus on the balls like one at a time uh, of so that you can you know, have an easier time like surviving. Um, and uh, there are some other uh, tips and tricks here uh, that, that are in the game uh, that can apply to both uh, tour and uh, tour, which is the arcade mode and panic mode. Uh, I'll go with panic do uh, the panic mode uh, tips also. Um, like in panic mode, there's two ways to get extra points. Uh, the first way is if you hold down the joystick like to get another the ball, uh, like will get 500 points like out to your score. Uh, there's also a way to get hundred thousand points uh, like in panic mode. It's not very easy though. Uh, you have to you, you have to you have to survive on the stage. Uh, for the length of time it takes the background song in like in that stage like to repeat. Uh, if that happens, you'll gain a hundred thousand point bonus. But the speed of the balls will speed up extremely fast, so it's, it's definitely kind of a risk-reward application, like to get the most points. Oh
0: uh, yeah.
1: So, um, and there is, like, and there is, I know, and there is a uh, stage select, uh, like, in this game also. Uh, the game select screen, if you push L R R L up and down, you'll be able to, so you'll be able to hop to any, you'll be able to hop to any stage, like, on a cable that you want to that's
0: pretty cool I don't know I don't think I would want to do that and, and <laughs> risk losing and not getting the lives that I need throughout the game <laughs>
1: because uh,
0: you're going to need your lives
1: oh yes definitely so um, uh, so Chad do you have any uh, tips strategies uh, to add on to, to add on to the game coverage uh,
0: not really other than just don't put yourself in a corner uh, just kind of basically mind your surroundings um, like I said, don't bust all the bubbles at once. What happens is, um, yeah, it would be a great big bubble that dropped down, like four of them, four, four of those, and you bust that, and then it'll have, like, two more smaller bubbles than that, and then you bust those, and then you've got four each of those, and then each of those busts in to what? 2 or 4 more of those little bitty
1: ones. I think it depends upon what difficulty level you're at. Okay. Uh, so. Okay.
0: But then if you do that all at once, like that like that um like the thing that busts them all at once to the little bitty bubbles, if you get that at the very beginning of the game, you're pretty much screwed because <laughs> you're going to get hammered at every direction. So um, if you just kind of manage your bubbles in one spot and just handle them one at a time, then you can pretty much handle it with ease. But um, and then there are times when that's not even going to be a—it's uh, not even going to be an option that there'll just be a whole bunch of them at once. Mm. Yes. So, and then you'll have to manage your time. You kind of have to plan out your route because you get what 75 seconds or something like that
1: something like that yes
0: i think you get like 75 seconds and then once that time is done i didn't really have a problem with the time until i got to the later stages when you had the um the platforms and the enemies and stuff that were distracting your shots that were kind of deflecting things and then all of a sudden, you really have to plan your route with the ladders and everything like that. Otherwise, it'll get kind of frustrating, and you'll kind of start feeling the heat. But I kind of died before I ran out of time. <laughs> Just uh, the sheer volume of bubbles.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I freely admit that. I freely admit that by around like stage 15, 16 or so, I was doing save states. Uh, like uh, like started the, like the started of, like of every stage, uh, just because oh, yeah. because like I said the, the, because like I said the difficulty level does ramp up like pretty like pretty oh uh, like pretty like but like, things are pretty hard on this one so but
0: yeah you know and I mean like I said it's kind of mistakes that aren't stupid so much as you just like a simple misstep mm-hmm. like that bubble you kind of got yourself in a corner and that bubble just kind of came down at an angle and there was really nowhere for you to go. Um, and it, and you can kind of plan yourself out from there. Um, it, kind of keeps you coming back just for that. So just, you know, Hmm. just, you know, keep, just stay patient, plan out your route, and be mindful of your surroundings
1: hmm. yeah definitely um uh, yes yeah, so i think overall this is an excellent port like the arcade version uh i um i remember seeing this like in the arcades as a kid I, did, I as a kid i don't think i ever played it back then um but i also uh, but I also did check out the game on Name this week, and this is a very good port of their their arcade game. I thought. Uh, really, the only drawback I thought is that uh, the arcade version allowed you uh, uh, the arcade version allowed 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 simultaneous two player uh, a game play, whereas the Super NES port is limited, limited limited only one person or limited, limited limited only like in one person playing. Um,
0: I could see that just for the sheer number of bubbles. Um... Again, it's just kind of harkening back to the problem Earth Defense Force had. Uh, you can only have so much going on the screen, and I love my SNES, guys. <laughs> I love it, that but you can only have so much going on, on the screen before it starts uh, coughing. Maybe I should say it has it has slowdown problems. So I think if you had the bubbles, and then you had two players but then you really had to pack the screen with even more bubbles than the ones you were already dealing with to pose any kind of a threat. Because, yeah, this game does kind of ramp up hard, but it's not anything you can't eventually deal with, that you can't eventually, like, figure out and overcome or, you know, just stay patient. Sure. But with two players... I mean it would be an absolute breeze coming through going through that
1: yeah that's an excellent point um I really only noticed slow down in a couple of places like in this game I thought for the most part it I thought I thought, I thought for the most part the game chugged along pretty well
0: oh no I didn't I didn't really uh, experience any slowdown on it I, yeah I,
1: uh,
0: I think if you try to do all of that and two player I think that's probably where they would have the problem
1: sure definitely um so yeah uh this is like yeah in summary this is a very um like a very like you know uh uh addictive fun uh like frantic game it's definitely worth checking out uh like like you're a fan of like you're a fan of like it's like you're a fan of the previous uh games in the series like the pang series like you're a fan of like uh uh, bust a move or any other like you know puzzle games like that um like you know the like the kind of puzzle games that like Taito and SNK was putting out back in the '90s, um, give this one a shot. It, you know, like I said, you know it's a very fun game. Uh, it's, it's like it's very easy to pick up. Um, like, very easy to get the hang of. So um, yeah, it's a very this would be
0: This would be a really awesome game to have on your cell phone emulator, mm-hmm. on your smartphone emulator. Um, and it seems like it would be kind of a, a a mobile phone game. I'm not getting down on that. I don't care. You play what you (laughs) like. But it really does seem kind of like one of those, um, one of those kind of a time waster kind of things just to see how far you can get. Hmm. Uh, I found myself playing it whenever I had like just a few minutes on my hands and there wasn't anything that I could, um. I could really play. So I play a lot of Tetris and that kind of thing. Right. Um you know, that's one reason why I really love shooters because I can always see how far I can get before I have to do something else. So yeah, definitely one of those games.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I highly encourage anybody out there that like, enjoys like action games uh like, you know, or like anybody who enjoys, it, like, you know, like, uh, like, like puzzle games, like, you know, f- uh, like, headers, that kind of stuff, like, give this game a shot. Um, this is the first game Chad and I have done where we could not get any feedback for the game. I guess testament to how fact, that the fact that they, uh, like, it's a pretty obscure game that hardly anybody's played. Um, so, um, um, so, yeah, I definitely would... So we definitely love to hear uh, feedback and comments from anybody who's in, like, is encouraged to encourage to check out this game. I mean, I know there's one big fan out there, the guy who the guy the guy, who, the, the guy who requested to recover in the first place. Um, oh
0: yeah, definitely. But uh, I, mean, it, I I appreciate him recommending it because I did find a pretty good game to play.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, and reflecting the fact it's a pretty obscure game, you can get this game like online for pretty cheap. Um, I found 31 copies of this game that, uh, that I recently sold like on eBay. Uh, for again, pretty reasonable prices, like if you're just really interested like, in card only. Uh, I found, I found the game it sold for anywhere from like $7 to uh, $25. Uh, like an eBay in cart form. Uh, CIB, not that bad either. Uh, I can get like a CIB copy for 60 to, sixty to $100. Uh, oh, that
0: is awesome whenever you consider the bubble that SNES hmm. games are in. Yeah. That's cheap, y'all.
1: There was even a sealed game of this that sold recently for like 200, like 200, like $220.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, that's really good.
1: Like for those nuts to weed seal collectors out there, like we can't understand, oh, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just don't get, like, CO collectors. I'm sorry, I don't. I mean, like, you know, no, games... No. <laughs> because,
0: yeah, I feel like I to... games themselves, it's a kind of a special kind of collecting in that people collect, you know, guns, but they display them. hmm And they may go shoot, like, one or two, whatever. Or they collect, like, comic books, or posters, or something like that, or even uh, action figures, or whatever. Most of them are going to do nothing but go on display. Games are special in the fact that they are operational artifacts, in the fact that they, um, that they're meant to be played, that they're meant to be enjoyed in a way that kind of games are an art form. I don't care what anybody says it's an art form because you have an individual who is expressing themselves in a different kind of um, in a different kind of outlet just because it's a video game and you you can be all the if you want to. But it's really not anything different than writing out and drawing a comic book or anything like that uh, or even a painter or, or an author because in all honesty what are they doing other than expressing themselves in an outlet just like these developers are in this video game form but how else are you going to enjoy them expressing themselves than plugging it in and exploring just exactly what they put in that cart, just like you would any book or whatever.
1: I could not make that argument like any better myself. Um, like in fact, like in fact, I've had made that argument before in the past. But I think you just did a much more like a job on it than I ever have. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sorry yeah. Guys,
0: I kind of went on the rant, but yeah.
1: <laughs> no. No, not at all. Like you no, know, um, like yeah, you know, I think it was a very like you know like relevant, like relevant rant because, to, to, because this game does have some very uh, artsy backgrounds going on, uh, like in stages and whatnot. So flexo, like, so, flexo, like, so, like so the art, there's the art background, art form, game, yeah, you know, there's a connection. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, definitely. So.
1: So uh, one last question for you, Chad. Uh, like I know that you don't have this game physically. Like you're playing this like via emulation this week. You know, like I was. Um, uh-huh. And I know you're trying to stick to only getting games uh, like in real life. Like, uh, if you find this game out there in the wild by chance, like for like, a reasonable price, would you pick it up? Yeah.
0: Yes, I would. Um, again, I collect to play. And this is one of those games that you just kind of plug in and relax to. Mm. Uh, you can just kind of come in, all of work or your job or whatever, plug it in. Like if you have to go to one of your kids' ball games or something like that, like an hour from now, and you just kind of want to get your mind off of the numbers or whatever you're dealing with. And it really helps to just kind of zone out and just shoot some doggone bubbles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, be honest with you, this is really one of those games that is perfect for that. So I would I would definitely pick it up for reasonable.
1: Yep, I couldn't have said that once again like any better myself. I uh, just think like it's very um like you know, don't let the but. Like you know, when you first play it, like you maybe put off a little bit, like by the cutesy charm of it or whatnot. But don't let that like you know like uh, disillude you, uh, because because like I said, even if the like the, even the, the easy mode, this game's this game's very challenging, gets very frantic, very fast, um, and is really good and is really fun placed uh, and, and fast going action game with a couple with a couple puzzle strategy elements thrown into like a good mixture. So like I said earlier, I
0: found, I found it kind of funny in the fact that. I, uh, I was playing it on my laptop, because I play with a controller on my laptop, with a USB controller, Yep. and um, I found it funny. At one point, I was just, what I do is I plug my laptop up to my TV with the HDMI cable, and I sit back, and I play it on my TV. So then, anyway, I found myself kind of sitting back in my recliner, and just kind of playing and whatever, and then the next thing I know, I'm on, like, level seven or eight, and I'm on the edge of my seat trying to see what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> Just trying to frantically push some buttons. But, yeah, it was pretty cool in that way.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know it's like, I know that feeling off too well. I've had that feeling numerous times. Uh, not only this game, but also Tetris, you know, comes right to mind. Uh, because it starts off nice and easy, and then before you know it, things get very, very frantic. So, mm-hmm. um, it
0: is one of those games that's initially easy to, um, dismiss, but you'll find yourself getting into it, like, uh, several label, labels on, if you give it a chance.
1: Yes, definitely. So, uh, thank you very much again to the person who, like, suggested this game to us. Uh, you know, I had not played this game before, like, previously, um, and, you know, Chad and I both definitely give it two thumbs up as far as, like, endorsing it, uh, uh like to the game players out there. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you again for joining me on th- uh, like this podcast, Chad. Um, um, so I mentioned earlier that, like in this podcast that we have some important news to deliver to all of you that uh, like affects the future of the podcast. Uh, so, uh, so I will let uh, Chad like go ahead and make his announcement first. Like, and I'll follow up like with some comments, like and comments and thoughts, like and thoughts afterwards.
0: All right, guys. So, um, there's really no easy way to say this than other than coming out and saying it. Uh, I've got a lot on my plate. I've got a lot of uh, work, and and of course, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, I have a ten-hour-a-day job and three kids, and I'm already hammered. I'm already being pushed with uh, trying to edit the uh, the episodes and that kind of thing. And um and then spring is coming up, summer is coming up, and we're gonna have T ball, baseball, softball, uh camping trips, just whatever's going on. And I have found myself just uh wondering whether or not I'm even gonna be able to keep up. So um yeah, coming into this and At the same time, and this is nothing against the SNES podcast because this is a fantastic podcast. Uh, Nick DeMarco and I have really been trying to bring back the uh, Retro Thought Pod for about a year now. And we are ready to bring that back, which I have had to make a very tough choice. And um, of course... It was kind of a, uh, it was kind of a, um, I don't know, uh, prior engagement, I guess, which isn't an obligation at, at at any point. But we have really been looking forward to doing this, and I'm not going to be able to do both podcasts. So I've had to make the, a really tough choice, and I am not going to be able to continue to be a co-host on the SNS podcast which really sucks because I really do enjoy doing this with Greg. We're covering some great games, talking to some great people, and I really do appreciate each and every one of you that have tuned in ever since we started this. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, I'll definitely be back if Greg will have me at some point (laughs) for different games and that kind of thing. But at the moment, I'm going to have to bow out
1: Yep. So uh, yeah, following up what Chad said, um, you know, I just want to say first of all, publicly on the record, that I do support um, uh, what Chad's going through and everything, uh, because like you know, Chad and I have hit it off pretty well. We're pretty well in the short time that we done this podcast, and you know, while it's painful to lose him as a co-host, I do understand that real life, life, the commitments have to come first. Um, so there's definitely no hard feelings. Uh, Chad will be welcome to come back at any point in the future that in the future that he wants to. You know, to talk about, to talk about, just like talk about playing one of his like favorite games, uh, for the system, for the system, like whatnot. Um, so I really, like, I really am very grateful for Chad for his support and for his help with getting this podcast up and not like and off the ground, and for the connections and everything. Um, so yeah, I definitely encourage anybody out there to support Chad and Nick, for, like, if they like new podcast, which should be up. Probably by time that this gets re- released, uh, re- released probably he'll you have know, the first episode, of, uh, like the new podcast up and running. I think. Um,
0: oh yeah, yeah, definitely gonna try to get that done. Absolutely.
1: So yeah, um, so yeah, uh, Chad will, so Chad will like remain in place uh, on Facebook as one of the, uh, 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 uh like you know uh, uh, administrators, like a, the uh, like a f- uh like the uh, like the super NES uh, Facebook uh, pages. Uh, they still have all his powers, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and they have things on there intact. So, and they, uh, yeah, I certainly wish you the best of the best of luck, like in the future endeavor, as far as like as, like as far as you and Nick getting that podcast like up, like off the ground, like and everything. So, um, thank you again for all the help and everything that you've done to 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 to, to, to done so far, and helping to get this uh, podcast going. And you know, I'm sure I speak for a lot of other people out there um, when you say how much you're. Can we say how much is going to be missed?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I do wholeheartedly endorse this podcast. Uh, Greg is a great, great guy. And um, I'm sure he will find someone <laughs> bigger and better to replace me. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, and this is a fantastic podcast. And I love the Super Nintendo um, always have, always will. So, uh, definitely, wholeheartedly endorse any kind of future endeavors that this podcast will have.
1: Well, that's a very good segue uh, to talk to, to talk about the last part, of, like this announcement. Uh, I have no plans of stopping this podcast. I definitely want to keep it going. Um, having said that having said that, you know, I don't know what exactly exactly the future the future of the podcast is going to hold at this point. I do have some guest hosts lined up, like for the next like three or four episodes. Uh, these people, you know, these people already had been lined up to come onto the podcast to talk about to talk about to talk about some of their favorite games. Uh, and this was already set up, but even before Chad uh, came to me, like with a decision. So. Um, like so we're gonna go ahead with like, so we're gonna go ahead with that um i'm I'm hoping to find somebody out there who's interested in taking Chad's place like being a permanent coast uh, if you're interested please let me know like either via Facebook or like or sending me an email at the um like we'll talk about it um but uh, yeah so uh there may be a break in the podcast at some point in the future uh depending upon how things go but I have no plans to stop this podcast because, yeah, because like Chad, I definitely love this system. And I definitely have a lot of passion for it, and I definitely want to keep this going. Uh, there's been a lot of encouraging feedback and support from people out there to help to fill the niche as far as the Super S goes. So, um, so for the time being, there's just gonna be a rotating by like, rotating um, uh, uh, guest host spot on the pod on the podcast, and the first one's gonna be next week. Like I said, um, I'm gonna have on here in the podcast with me. Uh, Michael Kauso from the Two Dudes, e- from the Two Dudes and an NES Podcast, uh, talking about one of his favorite Super NES games, the really obscure um, uh, shooter uh, Wild Guns. Uh, if you Which thought is
0: absolutely a great game, <laughs> y'all have got to check that one out.
1: Yeah, if you thought if you thought if you thought like, Super like was obscure, so you wouldn't say nothing yet uh, because this game is really obscure. So, um, but yeah, it's one of the favorite games and it's going to be, um, a great pleasure to have them on the podcast next week. I, uh, uh, um, to talk about it. So, and like I said, you know, stay tuned for the future weeks. We, we do have some guest hosts lined up for, like already talk about, to, to talk about some other big games out there. So, um, thank you again very much for like, your support, for, for everybody out there. And thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, like under both the Super NES group and, uh, uh, you know, group and page. Uh, like I said, you can send me an email at the super NES um, at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Um, and, uh, and, you can know, definitely encourage hearing about what games you'd like to hear us cover, feedback, suggestions, comments, uh, desire to be on the podcast, your podcast, talk about a favorite game of yours, uh, pos- possible interest in taking over as per- the host, uh, like anything else. So, uh, Chad, once again, thank you for doing this podcast with me. Uh, thank you for uh, showing up, showing up like this last uh, planned episode, and I appreciate all the support and everything that you've done uh, with like, this podcast. And uh, hope to have you back on again sometime soon.
0: Absolutely, anytime.
1: All right, folks, thank you again for your support, uh, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, take care, all. Good night.